Is this thing on? I can never get enough volume. Never get enough volume. On the ball tonight. I am on point. I like to tell you. Pretty much on point. My toes are sore. That's how much on point you are. Yes. Huh? <laughs> yes, I have calluses on my toes. I do too. It's, it's getting hideous, actually. It's getting really, really bad. You have bunions, dang it. <laughs> Grown ups reference. <laughs> We've watched that movie too much. I love that movie. Yes. Another movie we love so much. I've watched again and I laughed my butt off. Couples, Couples Retreat. Couples Never gets Phil old. played that one for me again. And I probably know that thing like word for word. It's one of those we can quote the lines. Yes. But you enjoy it. And you notice so many different things. And it's really enjoyable. Hello, I kitty. love it. This cat heard us starting to talk and had to come in here to start crying. Yeah. Come here and play producer. Morsel. There are certain movies as mm-hmm. well as there are shows that, you know, the term comfort food, uh, that's kind of like that for me with certain shows and mm-hmm. movies. Uh, Grown Ups, One and Two, Couples Retreat, The Patriot, Gettysburg. Mall Cop. Mall Cop, absolutely. But one, I always. Not two. Two is okay. Two. Number one. No, classic. One, one's classic. And I always get hungry for nachos. Yes. Because of that fat dude. This lemonade's Ter- insane. <laughs> That's because it's a margarita, Paul. It's a margarita, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now yeah. I want a margarita. <laughs> and I want nachos. So. And you've seen the movie. Fair. We'll get together. It need to be a perfect <laughs> date. I'll share my margarita if you share your nachos. <laughs> I share no nachos. Then you, you know the way that guy, The way that guy eats them in the in the in the movie. That's how I'm gonna <laughs> tearing them up. Um, I'd like to say a few <laughs> the words. The devil's crotch. Yeah, the hot sauce. Hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh. Uh, I would like to say a few words real quick yeah. about. Great Story Men's Conference. Did I don't think Ooh, I yeah. talked about this, did I? Either, no, uh, no, since, I've been waiting to happened. be able to be with you on that one because I haven't been able to be on the show for a while. It's yeah, it's been a while. Either been, personal issues or work or something came up each right, time. Right. <laughs> and uh, by the way, yeah. my, my voice, I love this because I, my voice doesn't isn't normally this deep, but I'm getting you over the whole code it. thing, the, the cold. So yeah. Yep. Happy Ballon Dime Day. <laughs> <laughs> girl <laughs> girl thing is I don't know if it comes across in the podcast as deep but in my headphones right now mm, I sound better it's than Howard not Stern as, it's not as good as the in the morning when you wake up you're a bear oh, I am a bear in the mornings that's right I'm a bear most of the day let's be honest uh, Grace Story Men's Conference yeah I had an excellent time mm-hmm. I hope I haven't covered this already because I'm, I'm ransacking my mind I don't think you did I don't think I have I really don't think you did. You may have mentioned it to a lot of other people, but never on the podcast yet. Well, either way, if I if I have mentioned it, it deserves a second mention. We had a fantastic time. I got to meet several of you for the first time. And, uh, yeah. They had the old head swell. That was awesome. Yes. That was awesome. Did you feel like you were popular or you uh, No, I wouldn't go that far. I, mean, now? I wouldn't go that far at all. I, I got approached on the street one time. Over the what? podcast, I think you were with me. Do you remember this? Yeah, Jessica. Yeah, Jessica was was uh, we were we were at a parade in our hometown. Yes. And somebody comes up to me and was like, "I forget how how did she say it? Her husband was with her and uh, yeah, something and, about hillbilly broadcast." Yes, and she came over and she said he, that there was someone about they knew about the podcast and she said, "Yeah, that's them right there." And, and they've been over. listening. Yep. And I went to school with Jessica back in the day. I uh, had no idea that she listened yes. to this. However, when Jessica knew me, I was firmly in CHM, so I think... Yes, you were. You, know, that, you were going to feed my sheep, mm-hmm. right? Christian school there in Philippi, West Virginia, absolutely. You're talking about like, it's like a small world because 
a lot of people in this area seem to know Feed My Sheep. Yeah, yeah, a little Christian as well. Philip is a small town. Yeah, so. which is nice. We like that yeah. a lot. But yeah, I got approached on the street because they said they took a trip up north somewhere mm-hmm. and they listened to us for the entire drive. <laughs> At uh, which point I would We're have so sorry for your ears. driven myself into oncoming traffic if I was Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, but Great Story Men's Conference, it was great. There was a lot of... I, I heard Nate Davis that he made the... the uh, comment that there was so much good information there that it was like drinking from a fire hose. And that's, that's the best way to describe it's it because there was a lot yeah. and it was coming at you fast. It was. So you had to really uh, try to absorb it. But there was a lot of good information and some stuff that I've even shared with people since then. And even tonight I was talking to somebody and telling them about one of the things we heard and they're like, man, that's good. Someone asked me what you thought about it. And um, did you feel it was good for the guys? Did you feel it was a little too touchy-feely? No, I think it was good. I think it was good. Like I said, it was, it was a lot of information to absorb. Yeah. What was, what was one of the um, things that stuck out to you that someone said? One of them that remember? stuck out to me uh, very, very much was they, and I forget who it was, but the fact that, and this is something that, that we, and of course, they were directing this at guys. It was something we have to understand that a relationship takes work. You, you don't coast. Mm. You can't coast. Yeah. A relationship, and in this case, we're talking about a marriage, is hard work mm-hmm. and pretty much all the time. There is no set it and forget it. If you have a good day, you can't take your foot off the gas pedal. If I have a fantastic day at work and I come in the next day and just like, I ain't doing nothing. Yeah. Well, that's, no, that's a no-no. Yeah. It takes maintenance. It takes upkeep. It is work yeah. in intentionality. You got to be intentional with it. Right. I am working on my marriage. And it's not easy. It's not. Miss, we've been married for, for uh, going on 13 years now. Yes. And I can't say it's easy, but I don't want people to think that I'm saying that that means that I, I, it's not enjoyable or it's not fun. Because it is. It's enjoyable yeah. and it's fun. But it's not exactly easy all the time. Yeah. There's, there's give and take. There's figuring stuff out. There's admitting when you're wrong. I was just talking to someone tonight about that, which is so darn embarrassing. Yeah. I mean, let's face it, it is. Yeah. But that's all part of it. And uh, communication, you know, communication is, is, is key as well, but I won't get off on that. But. It, but talking about that, it's hard to admit. However, I have found that the more honest I am, the easier it gets. I don't know if that makes sense. Yes. Because you're yes. kind of like, they know I'm only human and they're not going to kick me out because of it. They're not going to, you know, judge me for it. They're not going to be, I mean, yeah, maybe they will judge you somewhat, I would say. Do you judge Are you talking about your spouse? Yeah. No, I mean, that's, I don't know if I'd use that term. Like, you talking about me specifically? No, I understand you're human. Yeah. And uh, you Do you think less of the person? What, because they're human or because they mess up? Because they messed up, yeah. No, I mean, now if it's a big mess up, it, it might, I mean, if you got some, I'm not talking about cheating on someone, no. I'm not. Because I, I imagine that would put a bump that, in the old that road. That would be, yes. But I'm talking about like everyday life. No, that's... You know, yeah. I mean, so hopefully you're at that place where you're dating someone or married to someone like we are, mm-hmm. that you feel safe enough to be able to be honest and talk to them about how you're feeling. I think when a person gets to the point, um, I found this in my work life. And I found it a bit on this podcast, too, and just in talking with people. Mm-hmm. If you can just kind of get vulnerable, let's, yeah. let's talk about work for a minute. I found that the best approach 
when I don't understand something, is to be flat out open with the customer and be like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie to you, man. I don't know much about this. Yep. But, you know, I can, and I might start asking them some questions. So how does this work? How does that? And a lot of times, in fact, I've never had a customer be like, you dumb piece of, you know, what in the world are you doing behind a counter? Yeah. And it, almost every time they've been willing to explain it to me. They'll walk me through the process. So here, here's that. You know, like I'm out on a coal mine site, and I don't know what I'm looking at. All these belt lines and everything. It's like, well, it goes there, and it goes there, and this is that. And I, yeah, people seem to appreciate vulnerability, um, and I think that's easier once you open that door. Like you yes. said, you, you do it once; it does get easier. I found that even true for like when I take care of my patients. Um, you want them to get the best care possible and you don't want them to think that they're not getting the best care possible. Right. However, there does come a time that if you don't know something, it's okay to say it because your patient is will realize you're only human and you're not going to know everything. I'm not a robot. I'm not Google, but I can sure provide you better care than what Google can. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so sure. if they want someone who will be honest with them and I've, I've been patient advocate straight up. Um, I've, been there. I've had to take care of my patient in a way that I would want someone else to take care of me mm-hmm. and speak up for me. So when it comes to having you know the doctors coming in, and yes, they go to school for a long time, but I think having that person who can tell you how they're feeling and stuff and what their thoughts are on something really, really is important. Yeah, it's really important. Uh, open uh, openness and honesty. Yes. is it, it's appealing. Yes, it is. Some of the stuff that I've said about myself on this show um, is not exactly the most flattering, the most flattering information to be out there about old Phil. It's not the picture that you really want created of yourself. Uh, no, not in my vanity. No, it's yes. like, no, I want, want everybody. No. To, it's you know, guys, we're we're tough, we're cool, we're all this. But there's some stuff that I think that um, you know I wanted to put out there, like in the episode, which several people have have mentioned when they've when I've talked with them about why I left the CHM. Mm-hmm. Well, I try my best to paint a, an honest picture of myself and how ugly I was and the things I believed in and how I treated people and, and all that. But I, even though it can be, it can be embarrassing, it can, it can be um, kind of hard to just put that all out there, I still think it's the best way to go about it because it's, it's just so, be honest. It's so interesting though, because like talking about that briefly, you are painting yourself in a horrible light when having that idea of yourself was the thing back in the CHM, what was okay in the CHM, that horrible attitude that you had, but whenever you leave, you realize just how disgusting it is. A lot of people are not going to see this comparison, but I think something or, or somebody that had an influence on me really liking it when somebody was just flat out open and honest about something. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, just laying it out there, raw, whatever you want to call it. Opie and Anthony, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Rogan, uh, yeah. just going down the line. Now, these guys were not doing it for the same reasons that I talked about the CHM and, and because told they myself. have good morals. <laughs> yeah, they weren't. They weren't necessarily. A, it wasn't exactly a, a, a men's conference they were talking I about. I don't know if Joe Rogan has good morals or not. The men usually listen to Opie and Anthony quite a bit. Yes. So there was something appealing to me about they would just say stuff. That yeah. I would realize, oh my lord, I fought this all my life, and these yeah. guys are saying it out in the open. Yeah, and I I started kind of liking that. Now they're doing it from a comedic standpoint, but I I kind of found the value in in that just in everyday life. Just throw it out there, man. I don't I don't like trying to put on a a 
charade. Now, I'm sure that we all, we all try to put on our, a good front at some points, but um, I still think on a lot of this important stuff, it's best just to be, just to be open, throw it out there, let the, let the chips fall where they, where they will. Right. And you hope that maybe you don't do too much damage <laughs> in calling things out. Right. Because you're always telling me I go for the juggler way too much when I you call do. out things. You do go for the Yes. Yeah. However, I have the brains <laughs> to fix you. So let me murder you first and then get the happiness of murdering you and then bring you back. <laughs> so all that uh, great story of Ben's conference was, was good. Good. It was, it was, it was great. It's great. It made a lot of cool people. Do you want to give honorable mentions to the people that you Yeah, know? Jason Lance. Uh, <laughs> what did you enjoy by him? By the way, next year, Jason, if he's listening to this, like whenever he does. You better be listening to this, Jason. Yes, you better be. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Phil is getting that hotel with you guys so you guys can talk all night long, and I am going to Jill's, and we're just going to be chilling at Jill's house <laughs> um, because that hour drive, let me tell you, my son was an angel back going and coming <laughs> from that place. Uh, <laughs> um, in fact, I'm going to miss the name, so I feel bad. Uh, Scott Yoder, yes. fantastic individual. In fact, someone messaged. Um, it was one of his people from his church. Oh, yeah, bragging on Scott, yeah. And said that he was... Um, he is a really good pastor and stuff, and he's now a, a fan of ours and listening to us. Yeah, and I got some other... So thank you was, for the word of mouth, Scott. Yes, <laughs> You've yes. earned yourself a sticker. If you give us your address, <laughs> we will send you a sticker. <laughs> um, uh, there are more I could mention, but some people, I don't... You never know who wants their name mentioned right. because some people still have some ties. and That is true. We tend to be rough on those ties. Uh, <laughs> like someone said, have we have a little rougher approach. Yes, we do. But let me tell you, when someone is over there shoving people off a cliff, we're not nicely. Yeah, I saw this. They were shoving. <laughs> no, no, I'm meaning this from a spiritual standpoint. Oh. When people are over there shoving new people off the edge of a cliff, you kind of have to grab them by the nap and neck and be like, what are you doing? And call the cops. That's what I absolutely. <laughs> we are gonna call everybody and let them know that they are committing murder, <laughs> spiritual murder on these people. Something that uh, me and you were just talking about today. Yes. And you said that this would be a good topic. In I, fact, I in fact we talked about this like a little yesterday though too. I can't remember. Yes. Back that far. But, anyways, but go ahead. I one thing I've really enjoyed from this podcast is I noticed that my circle of friends is getting wider. Yes. And a lot of it is from the podcast. A lot of it too is from like my, my buddy Brian that plays the banjo. I went mm -hmm. to Pickett and Parsons and decided to put myself out there a little bit. And he randomly like jail. just bumped into this guy. We've been friends along. for like two years. Yes. Um, you know, so but but I, I'm noticing like more of y'all that I'm getting to know, mm -hmm. and some of them. I mean, I, I, I usually talk to somebody that I've met off this podcast, usually, if not once a day, once yes. every other day, and sometimes we'll get on the phone, we're firing stuff back and forth and, yes. and go what. <laughs> but I've, I've, I've noticed that. My circle of friends is getting bigger, and that feels really good. I know that's probably, it's Captain Obvious, but yeah. I was just thinking about it. It's like, that's an awesome feeling. Are you feeling like LaDonna, which how she knows a lot of people, and now you're starting to feel just a LaDonna little bit? LaDonna does know a lot of people. <laughs> she does. I tease her. Does. And I'm like, she's a lady that knows everybody. Sarah Teeter, too. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways. Because I, for a long time, um, I didn't really make a lot of friends as a kid. Yeah. I. Why is that? <laughs> there's a couple of reasons. 
I was homeschooled for a while. Okay. Now, not for, so I can't blame it entirely on that because it wasn't for my entire um, collegiate career. But being homeschooled, and we weren't really, we were part of a homeschool group for a little while, but only for just a little while. So that kind of isolates you to an extent. Okay. Um, our church, we had some young people. I didn't really fit in with all of them. I did meet uh, a guy named uh, Dan. Me and him were buddies. We're still, we still talk some to this day. So there was that. And uh, you didn't fit in because you weren't of the popular crowd? I don't or? know. I just didn't really hit it off with the rest of them. There was, there was a decent amount of young people who come there. Uh, I'm trying to put a number to it. I'd say maybe 15. Okay. But Dan was about the only one I really, really clicked with. Now, I, I did have my buddy Ryan as well when I went to the to the, another Allegheny Church in the area. Mm-hmm. Me and him are still fast friends to this day. Right. But other than that, I, I didn't make a lot of friends in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a homebody. And when it came time to... to you were a nerd. Uh, yeah. yeah to, <laughs> I, I think you could describe me as that. I think I'm more of a nerd now. Oh, you definitely. In a lot of, lot of ways. Now that you got money, you just buy yourself all the stuff <laughs> Could really afford to geek out. <laughs> You're geeking uh, over here. Yeah, yeah. So I sit and look at my Telecaster over there. Look, your gaming computer. I, what I like is to call this studio equipment. I think I like that no, better. No. What were you doing five minutes ago? Excuse me. Uh, Praying. 20, <laughs> Twenty-three minutes ago, you were over here playing a well, every now and then I, game. Well, listen, you know, <clears throat> military simulations, yes. training really is right. what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. When it came to extracurricular activities at school, because I, I did go to public school for uh, some of middle school and some of high school, mm-hmm. uh, obviously sports was off the table, so I didn't do that. Yeah. And I was in the FFA, but I didn't want to do anything that kept me after school. I, we had such a good family life. I wanted to be home. And so I just and never really... And what were you really, doing at home? You were like rampaging through the yard? Through the woods. We, you guys had a pool. You guys, yeah, we had a pool. We lived in the woods. So we just, you know, rampage through there, play the guitar, yeah, yeah. run with Pap and Gran. And um, so, but what I've noticed is when, so cut to 2017, 2018, Pap dies, three months later, dad dies. Mm-hmm. Well, when, when somebody exits the family in that fashion, a lot of times acquaintances that you only had through them, they drop off they as drop well. Off. Yeah. You're right. Sometimes it's vicious and and nasty, and you you know you might be at odds with them. And sometimes it's it's not that. It's just you're fighting over your belongings. Co- <laughs> well, there's always you know whenever somebody dies, there can be that issue. Right. But sometimes people get vicious and and, and you fight, and then other times it's just that that common bond that you had is gone. So your common well the common that person thread. was what you had the in common, common was gone. that person. Yeah. Yeah. And so the circle will shrink, yes. and that's been kind of a I won't say a panicky feeling of mine, but, but I have, that set in for a little while where I'm like, oh my Lord, this is something you got to deal with. Because it's not just, you don't just go make a, a close friend overnight, Mm-mm. you know. No. But um, I've really enjoyed watching my, my uh, circle of people that I, I call friends and I would hope they would, they would uh, yeah. feel the same way about me. But it's getting bigger and I really, really like that. Yeah. I really, really like that. It does help that you even have some friends, though, that are outside the CHM now. Oh, yes. Because that does kind of make things a little different, too. Because yeah. um, you're talking about making friends. I, in my brain, I go back to what it was like in the summer times at the CHM gatherings. Oh, yeah. It was kind yeah. of the big highlight of the summer 
and you were all excited because you yeah. know you'd see all the boys and then you'd see all your girlfriends and then mm-hmm. you'd see like different people and the food was always like the number one thing at the snack shack and like the youth service was always a fun time and so looking at my childhood I wasn't the popular girl at least I, I don't think I was I've had different people tell me I was but I, I didn't think so um I tried to be friends with everybody yeah and I I enjoyed that because you really did get to feel who wanted to be your friend for you and who just wanted to be your friend because you were friends with this person or that person. Yeah, sure. And sure. I got to get those feelers out there and be like, okay, so you're just after my brother. That's the only reason why you're friends with me. <laughs> um, you're you're after this girl, so that's the reason why you're friends with me. And you got to see like who was the drama in all of it. And you got to see who were the ones that actually were the spark of fun times that you would see throughout it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. there's those ones that are, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're always a good time. And you want to be around them because they're, they're always, you know, hyping up the crowd and they're the real good. Church camp, that was a big part of, yes. of our uh, social life mm-hmm. because I still, I still have, I'm, I'm thinking of, of one right now, friends that I made at Clinton camp that to this day will still occasionally... Um, you know, check up on each other and stuff. Yeah, that was a big part of the of the whole social life. Now, it was it was always hard because you couldn't really keep that friendship up during the year because they were usually always all long distance. Mm-hmm. You know, they they didn't live anywhere close. They lived in Ohio or Pennsylvania. It was usually the ones I ran up against. But which really isn't that far. But when you're a kid, oh, it feels yeah. It's like, oh, we're not going to see you no more. But you know, hey, you can call me or this, that, and another. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, when you're a kid. And now that we're adults, we're like, you were only two hours away from me. Yeah, like <laughs> it feels different, doesn't it? It does. Well, when you're a kid and not the, uh, you know, your family's not the most uh, well off in the financial absolutely. department. You know, it does. Gas is expensive. Gas, sure. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a big barrier for for relationships. That's true. That's when the pen pals came out, and then the the phone calls. Yeah, as as time <laughs> moved along, he's able to. He was able to talk on the phone, but you know, when you're like ten or eleven, that was that was a no go then. I still think about some friendships that I had, and I say had because they are no more. Um, I think sometimes I've reached out to this person and they've never reached back, and it feels it feels a little sad because they've they've chosen who they want to associate with, and I am not that person. And so it's very interesting because you really feel like almost betrayed. Because you were really good friends at one time. Yeah, I understand that. So it, it's it's really interesting. Yeah, it, it's it's funny how that not truly really not funny, but it's interesting to see how stuff like that plays out over time. And it does, some of it man could just change, mm-hmm. uh, change so drastically. You know, and it, for me, it was not connected just anymore. the fact that I had a happy relationship. That was what turned them off. Yes. Really. Yeah. It it really really made me sad. It really did because. The moving on thing, and you're no longer their best friend, and you're no longer like the one that you tell everything to. Mm -hmm. She couldn't get used to that. She never had that. It was hard for her to let go. And so she felt betrayed. There are some people that want to be the only friend. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that over the years. But by being that only friend, you know, because we talk about hanging out with certain people all the time, but... By being that only friend, they're the ones that you tell everything to. You're their world, and they're yours. Mm-hmm. So 
you feel kind of like this is how my world is is turning. We have, you know, the the sun revolving around the moon, <laughs> you know. Sure, I know sure. it doesn't happen like that, but you know, we're all revolving around, around each other and mm-hmm. we're all in this circle and that's how we, we want to live things. But whenever you start adding other things to it, it kind of becomes a bigger circle and they don't like that. They're not comfortable with it. Yeah, that. some people don't mesh well with, with others. Yeah. Absolutely. I saw you were making some notes a little bit ago when we were getting ready to do this podcast. Yeah. Uh, what you got over there? Well, I kind of wanted to talk about like how do you pick your friends? Like what what is something that is like a must for you when for it comes me? to picking friends? For me, picking friends. Yes. Like what was it about Canaan that made you think, all right, so maybe he might be a cool friend to have. He was attractive as could be. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I don't think I pick friends. They just pick you? The, the, the situation just arises. I don't feel like we pick one another. That's the way my experience usually okay. is. Okay. So you think they just happen along? They just yeah. get stuck in a rut and then they just stay there? Just for or? whatever reason, we're in the same area at the same time. We'll start talking about something. Or somehow we, we hit it off. And like with me and my buddy Brian, we're both at a festival. I'm standing around there watching a... A group of guys uh, jam, and he's there as well. We start talking. We bump into other, each other a little bit later. Wind up, uh, hey, man, you know, I live here. Well, I live fairly, you know, not too yeah. far from you. Let's get together and jam. So you have to have, there's like certain common interests. Oh, yeah, there's going to be, there's gonna be com- I think common interest is probably a must. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I'll have to think that over a bit. So what about, like, when it comes to religion? Do you think that makes a difference? For friends, um, no. No, now close friends, uh, I think it it definitely plays a part. But just to say, hey, I have an, an acquaintance or just a friend that I, um, no, I don't think the religion necessarily plays a part. Yeah. I got some guys at work that I'm definitely getting closer to, you know, yeah. to the point where we'll occasionally call each other on a Saturday or something. We very rarely talk religion with one another. Mm-hmm. I know it's like for me, it's really important that I have someone who, one, I can be myself with. And I, I, yes. I can just be like, this is how I feel about it. And if you yes. don't like it, that's okay. You know, and you got to be okay with it. You know, I'm not hurting you. That's my decision on things. And this is how I feel about something. And they're allowed to have their own opinion about things. I think it gets really, really interesting whenever this whole friendship thing has to be, well, you have to like the color blue too. And I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that yeah. at all. Yeah. I, I like liking the color green. And if you want to tell me you like the color pink, that's fine. You can like the color pink all you want because let me tell you, we can make some beautiful colors. <laughs> we can have a beautiful bouquet of roses. We don't have to um, have be all the same color of roses. We can be different colors. And by liking different things, like it helps to broaden your view of the world too because like you're going to like certain things. Let's say you like Chinese all the time and I like Italian. Well, I'd like to try yours at some point. And you have to have that that open door i just bumped the mic you have to have that open door of being able to be open to welcome to try other things yeah when you have that judgmental spirit of like well you can't do that because um it's not blue you know like everybody has to be that cookie cutter and i don't i don't like that type of attitude yeah somebody that tries to put you into a mold it's not going to be a somebody that i would be um so that's another thing you would it's add not going to drive you're picking of friends. Kind yeah, of. but that, to me, that just all kind of happens naturally. I figure that out. That makes you not the friend list. <laughs> <laughs> you become an acquaintance. Moving on. 
That's true. There is kind of a list. It's yeah. different between friends and acquaintances. Yes, it? there, there is. is. Yeah, you've been demoted from friend to <laughs> yes. acquaintance. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I think I think it's really important too for me that um <clears throat> when it comes to my close friends, I have someone that I can actually talk to about my personal walk with God and you know, my relationships with others. To me, that's that's kind of a big thing because if they don't understand where I am or what I believe spiritually, yes, that is a yes. really big factor for me because if you're not able to get on the same page with me, I'm not saying you have the same convictions that, as I do, but you have to know Jesus as your Savior. That's the number one thing for me before I start taking any advice from anybody. I think that's one reason why when I said my, my circle of friends feels like it's growing. Mm-hmm mainly because of the podcast is uh, many of these people that I'm meeting have that, that shared background. That's, that's the commonality that we have. Right. uh, At least right off the bat. And so we'll start talking about that. Then we realize, you know, Hey, this guy plays music too, or this guy likes, you know, whatever politician or whatever show that I listen to or or music uh, that I listen to. And so it kind of builds from there. But yeah, that, so for me to have friends, I don't, it's not like criteria. Hey, you must be a, a Christian. Because I, I I like talking with people too that I disagree with, sure. And I, and, yeah. and you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I I do get what you're saying as well. Somebody that you're really going to put it all out there for, mm-hmm. and really confide in someone. Yeah, that shared that shared faith is is a biggie there. Yeah, because that that faith influences your whole worldview. It does exactly. I just thought of something funny that you can call it. <laughs> your circle of friends. What's that? Where now that's your knights of the round table. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was good. I hadn't got to use that button in a while. Do so. you have it? It's true. And why do you have to use it on me? Well. You're always using car crash on me, it seems like. <laughs> Am I that really that much of a wreck? <laughs> uh, what else do you have on your paper over there? Um, I had some... What the Bible says about picking friends, and like you can talk about yeah, a lot that, I might of be different things. Off base. The first one it says make smart friends, and that's from Proverbs twenty seven seventeen. Iron sharpens iron. That is very important to me. That iron sharpens iron thing. Me and uh, my uh, SCA gym buddy of mine, we we talk about that different times. And I've told him I said I, I value our conversations because we do that. Right. We do that to one another. Right. And he and he's. He said vice versa as well, that, that he enjoys it because he's hit me with something that I'm like, yeah, I don't know, but I got to think through it. Mm-hmm. I have to, same thing with Glenn, Glenn Asbury. Sure. Glenn's Catholic. I'm obviously not, but iron sharpens iron and Glenn makes me think because I, I, if I want to be honest with myself and and have answers to things, when Glenn says something, I'm like, all right, well, now I got to think about this. Yeah. You know, it might make you uncomfortable in the moment because it makes you unsure of yourself. All of a sudden, you're like, well, maybe I ain't got all the answers. But then you, you work for it, and yeah, sharpen. Yeah. yeah. The Bible verse says, iron sharpeneth iron as one man sharpens another. Mm-hmm. And that, that's really good because like, if you're going <laughs> to, you kind of have to be a team at that and be willing to change your opinion or your mind on something. Because if they're going to kind of brush things up off you, you've got to be willing to be molded to or corrected. I think you have to be open to the possibility of being wrong. You have to be willing <laughs> to do it if uh, if you're proven wrong. Yes. But um, of course, you don't have to just because somebody says. But 
No, I definitely have proof that you are wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like it can be in your attitude or your way of handling things, what you say. Definitely the different things. Yep. And then uh, number two said, you're not supposed to be picking a friend who is a man of anger. Where's that from? That is from Proverbs 22, 24 through 25. Mm. And it says, lest you learn his ways. A man of anger. Canaan sounds like you're out. <laughs> <laughs> he needs <Nah>, prayer. <laughs> no, but um, it was that really caught my attention because you become like those you hang out with. Mm. Yeah, good point. I've heard that. And you do not want to learn their ways because if you think it's okay to just sit there and throw a fit at certain things, you're breaking your tools and then you have to go out and you have to go buy more tools. I remember hearing a story about that. This man thought it'd be awesome just to go through and start breaking things. And then someone else looked at him and was like, okay, what did that help? Nothing. You no, have to go back nothing. in there and now right. buy more tools because you broke them. You have to fix the hole in the wall. Right. You have a broken hand from punching it, which brings in the other verses too. Uh, number three says, not committed to the world. Romans 12, 2 is where that is from. So you know good versus evil and discern the will of God. Not committed to the world. I see. Because you don't want to take on their um, mm-hmm. ways of doing things. You don't punch in the wall. You have, you have to be wise. Like it says, pick wise friends. Yeah. Your wise friend knows it's not smart to, or it's not wise to punch the wall because they end up with broken hand. Yeah. Yeah. I was big when I punched at a wall thing. That always made me cringe <laughs> when I heard about wife. it. You your wife. That's all. I, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Good Lord. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm out on the domestic violence. <laughs> uh, it says um, that you'll be able to know good and accept the perfect will of God. Hmm. Number four said, was Proverbs 13, 20, walk with the wise so you are wise and because a companion of fools will suffer harm. Which goes to the, you're going out there drinking all night with those idiots, and you end Companion up falling of down. Fools. You end up falling down the stairs and getting a broken neck. That's gonna be the name of my new band, Companion of Fools. <laughs> <laughs> now it's good, and I think that there would speak to like uh, having a mentor, something like that. Sure. Somebody that's, that's wise. It's uh, you're getting your influence from someone. You see where this all connects wise. together. Like oh, yeah. the, the things, the common thread here is not having stupid friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Exactly um, right. So Kim or I, we can no longer be friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Proverbs 17, they're 17. Probably, they're saying the same thing about us. Yeah, they're like, they're idiots anyways. Where if we get our message? <laughs> like, okay, so Proverbs uh, 17, 17. It says, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. And in my brain, like whenever I read that, I always, always thought that it meant that your brother was for fighting. <laughs> More. That's why your best friend is you love your friend more because your brother is for adversity. Your brother's for adversity. Yes. <laughs> I feel like, like I'm going to fight him. But that's why says Jesus is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Mm-hmm. Your friend is someone who chooses to be there. Yeah, true. Good and the bad. And he's closer than your brother who is like your blood. So you're going to be willing to be closer to him. According to you, then like so blood is thicker than water that whole idea i think there is something to that yeah yeah that's an yeah if you disagree it, let me know it, it's, um, <laughs> it's not like a hard fast rule i don't think yes. but yeah no yeah. there are those few that yeah. and jesus is one of those few my family stuck friend. with me my yes. friends have chosen to, to be around <laughs> your so friends don't you. have no choice <laughs> <laughs> your friends have no choice right now <laughs> absolutely i like it miss sounded good 
It's good to have you back, by the way. Thank you. Good to have you back. See you guys next time. Bye.